Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading 1 Chronicles chapter 5 from the World English Bible. The sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, for he was the firstborn, but because he defiled his father's couch, his birthright was given to the sons of Joseph, the son of Israel. And the genealogy is not to be listed according to the birthright, for Judah prevailed above his brothers, and from him came the prince, but the birthright was Joseph's. The sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, Hanak, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. The sons of Joel, Shemiah, his son, Gog, his son, Shemiah, his son, Micah, his son, Reaiah, his son, Baal, his son, Ambera, his son, whom Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, carried away captive. He was prince of the Reubenites. His brothers by their families when the genealogy of their generations was listed, the chief, Jeiel, and Zechariah, and Bela, the son of Azaz, the son of Shema, the son of Joel, who lived in Aror, even to Nebo and Baal-Meon. And he lived eastward even to the entrance of the wilderness from the river Euphrates, because their livestock were multiplied in the land of Gilead. In the days of Saul, they made war with the Hagrites, who fell by their hand, and they lived in their tents throughout all the land east of Gilead. The sons of Gad lived beside them in the land of Bashan to Seleka, Joel the chief, Shapham the second, Janai and Shaphat in Bashan. Their brothers of their father's houses, Mikael, Meshulam, Sheba, Jorai, Jakan, Zia, and Eber, seven. These were the sons of Abihail, the son of Huri, the son of Jeroah, the son of Gilead, the son of Michael, the son of Jeshishai, the son of Jado, the son of Buzz, Ahai, the son of Abdiel, the son of Guni, chief of their father's houses. They lived in Gilead in Bashan and in its towns, and in all the pasture lands of Sharon, as far as their borders. All these were listed by genealogies in the days of Jotham, king of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, king of Israel. The sons of Reuben, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, of valiant men, men able to bear buckler and sword, and to shoot with bow, and skillful in war, were 44,760 that were able to go out to war. They made war with the Hagrites, with Jatur, and Nafish, and Nodab, and they were helped against them, and the Hagrites were delivered into their hand, and all who were with them. For they cried to God in the battle, and he answered them, because they put their trust in him. They took away their livestock, of their camels fifty thousand, and of sheep two hundred fifty thousand, and of donkeys two thousand, and of men one hundred thousand. For many fell slain, because the war was of God. They lived in their place until the captivity. The children of the half-tribe of Manasseh lived in the land. They increased from Bashan to Baal-Hermon, 
Sanir, and Mount Hermon. These were the heads of their fathers' houses, even Ephor, Ishi, Eliel, Azriel, Jeremiah, Hodaviah, and Jadiel, mighty men of valor, famous men, heads of their fathers' houses. They trespassed against the god of their fathers and played the prostitute after the gods of the peoples of the land whom God destroyed before them. So the god of Israel stirred up the spirit of Pul, king of Assyria, and the spirit of Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, and he carried them away, even the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh, and brought them to Hala, Habor, Hara, and to the river of Gazan to this day. That is the end of chapter 5. Genesis 29.32 tells of Reuben's birth to Leah, Jacob's first wife that he was deceived into marrying, and it is in Genesis 35 verse 22 where we are told that Reuben lay with his father's concubine Bilhah. You may recall that Bilhah was Rachel's maid that she gave to her husband Jacob to basically have surrogate children. It would appear that Bilhah had no say in the matter, but the record doesn't actually indicate whether she was agreeable to what seems could, could have been a promotion and social status. She bore two of Jacob's sons, Dan and Naphtali, as you see in Genesis 35-25. When Jacob, um, who was then referred to as Israel, speaks to his sons in Genesis 49, Reuben's folly of laying with his concubine is spoken of in front of everyone. Here in 1 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 2, it talks about Judah in a way that is also in line with what is said in Genesis 49, verse 10, because King David was descended from him, a prince, a ruler. So then in 1 Chronicles 5, the descendants of Reuben are listed, and we see a repetition of names we saw in Judah's genealogy previously, such as Hezron and Carmi. Not everyone is listed because we get to the captivity very quickly. We heard of this particular Assyrian king, Tiglath-Pileser, in 2 Kings 15.11 when Pekah was king of Israel, and then also in 2 Kings 16.7 when Ahaz, who was Hezekiah's wicked father, when Ahaz made himself subservient, had a, a subservient alliance with Tiglath-Pileser for military advantage against the king of Syria, and Pekah, the king of Israel. Unfortunately, a couple of translations like the New English translation and the New King James Version try to translate uh, 1 Chronicles 5.26 to make it agree with the supposed Assyrian records. In the World English Bible, the American Standard Version, and Young's Literal Translation, for example, these are clearly listed as two people. And again, I refer you to the chronology of the Old Testament by Dr. Floyd Nolan Jones, where he explains that the Assyrian records should not be used to figure out how to change or adjust biblical translation. Not only was Tiglath Pileser, probably a usurper who revised historical records to his preference. But on page 170 and 71, Dr. Jones shows how assumptions have been made and names inserted into the Assyrian records by archaeologists and such when they, the records were unreadable, so they create conflict that doesn't need to exist. This poll in the Bible probably lines up more with the Assyrian records for Ashur Dan III, 
pull appears to be either a nickname or a title that makes some sense. Again, you can read how that's outlined in the chronology of the Old Testament. But then I will also add that this would not be the first place where a word or a name um, such as the Hittites or Sargon, are only found in the Bible for years, and people think it's wrong, and then it comes up later in archaeologists in archaeology that the biblical record is completely reliable. In verse 10 in First Chronicles 5, we have an introduction to a war with the Hagrites, which we get more details on in verses 18 through 22. Hagrites, also transliterated as Hagarites, could come from the word meaning wanderer. It is also spelled Hagarines in Psalm 83, verse 6, and according to verse 4 there, is listed among those who are conspiring against the nation of Israel. So this goes along with First Chronicles 5, verses 20 and 22, where the Israelites cried out to God and the war against these Hagrites was of God. Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh that asked to live on the east side of the Jordan with the Reubenites are all involved in this conflict, and it lists a lot of men. In verse 23, it goes on to specifically list where this half-tribe of Manasseh lived and the heads of the houses, or you could say specific genealogical branches. Then, unfortunately, we see that the faith or trust exhibited in verse 20 was not found in later generations. So first, God allows them to be harassed by this Assyrian king, Pole, and then Tiglath-Pileser takes them captive. And at the time that this account is written about this, some of these descendants were still living in the places listed in verse 26. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today but not the end of our journey.